What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 4 of Hit the Books, a podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down all the NFL matchups and trends for the week, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this week's episode of Hit the Books. On this week's episode, we're diving right into Week 3. Week 3 is going to bring us some interesting matchups to get us through the week. I'm particularly excited about a few 16 games this week. Uh, we have an amazing two weeks of football uh, done, but sadly, a good amount of injuries coming out of those first two weeks that we want to highlight, not something you want to see. Another two games on Monday night this week, so another solid Monday to look forward to. Cannot forget about the news in the other leagues around the sports world. I know we got uh, just under 20 days, 20 days here until the NHL regular season starts. That's creeping up on us fast. I don't think, I, I definitely didn't anticipate it coming this quickly, but definitely something to keep an eye on and do not forget about our live stream every Sunday we're ready to showcase our five favorite games of the week give our winning bets on those live Sundays 10 a.m on YouTube Twitch Rumble Kick and more all right boys let's jump in this week's episode let's introduce my co-hosts Huff Ace and Mackie Ace let's start off with you this week buddy what do you got for us nice to see you yeah, good to see you, boys. Ready to talk about another week of sports here. Um, leading the card on the NFL card going in. I think I'm like plus two or three units here. A couple of bad beats this weekend, but uh, locked and loaded for this week. Ready to roll. Got some good baseball going right now, too. So, And my boys got a captain up in Boston for the hockey team, so that's pretty exciting. Very, very big news out of Boston there. We will get to that. Huff, why don't you start us off here next? Another week, week three of the NFL. We're here. Yeah, what's going on, everyone? You can already hear how I sound. Uh, the, the Monday Night Football did me pretty dirty. Steelers get the win. Uh, I was happy to be there. It was a great game. TJ Watt gets the crowd up uh, right after the Renegade. Steelers get the touchdown. Steelers get the win, more importantly. But hell of a game. I had a great time, but I'm paying for it two days later still. Oh, we can tell, buddy. But it's good. Sounds like you had fun. Definitely a great game on that Monday night. We have another two games here this week. Mackie. Let's finish it off with you before we jump into this week's episode. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, just uh, Cowboys look good. That's all I really got to say. Boys down there uh, didn't have too much hype coming into the season for them, but, you know, they look like one of the best teams in the league. That defense is rolling. So um, I have to talk about them, them a little. Good stuff, boys. Lots to look forward to as we get into week three here. Some notable dates to keep in mind. We're heading to Dallas here. Nine days, not too long till we get down to Dallas, play some golf, watch the Patriots and the Cowboys battled out at AT&T Stadium on Sunday. See our buddy Addison. Lots of stuff, lots of content. We're excited to all head down there. Like I said, NHL regular season, 20 days away. Uh, Pens and Blackhawks playing here in Pittsburgh on that first night. Sid and Bedard on the 10th. Super pumped to go. I'm taking Huff, I think, so... It's going to be a good night, but let's jump right into the NFL. Some news and things to start us off. Let's do the power rankings for this week. Same exact as last week. Number five, Kansas City Chiefs. Four, the Miami Dolphins. Three, the Philadelphia Eagles. Two, the Dallas Cowboys. And one, the San Francisco 49ers. Like I said, same as last week. Uh, we were uh, Huff made a note that we were the same on baseball and on football last week as last week. So just interesting to say the least. What are you guys thinking? Anything on that? Yeah, those Cowboys, man, still sit at the two spot. I think they deserve the one, but uh, when it comes down to it, you can obviously make a case for the 49ers as well. Uh, Chiefs looking like looked like their their usual selves, getting a nice win over those Jaguars, keeping them in the top five. So 
uh, yeah, these these teams are rolling though. Yeah, not much to argue about in this in the, in the top five. I think any way you put it with those top two teams, whether it's 49ers or the Cowboys, uh, as long as you have them two up top, they're 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 definitely the two best teams in the league. And uh, Philadelphia, they're they're not looking too good in my opinion. I think they're definitely the the one team in this top five that I could see slide in the next couple of weeks. That's crazy that you think they could get sliding like this early on. I mean, all they're doing is winning games, though, no? Yeah, but it's not like I guess how I expect them to. Like, if another team, if they're, I mean, there's a lot of teams right on their tail. If other teams start picking up wins uh, in commanding fashion, I could definitely see me slide these Dolphins up and the Chiefs as well and put someone else at that five spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stick with them, especially after last year. They're rolling. I mean, two and out. Doesn't matter how you get them as long as you get those wins. And I, I like to think their best football is in front of them. They're too talented of a roster to be playing so poorly. Not even that poorly, but like uh, playing the way they are. I think they're only going to get better from here. We saw DeAndre Swift turn up in the spotlight. So, um, yeah, I expect them to, to stay strong in the NFC. I still think the Cowboys steal that division. When do they meet up uh, the, for the first time, Mackie? Do you know? It's not early. It's definitely later in the season. I don't have it. That's going to be such a crucial game whenever they do. And I do like the Cowboys there, but I still think the Eagles are the class of the NFC with the Cowboys and the Niners. So I expect them to stay up in that top five or at least around it all year long. They play in uh, Philly week nine, and then they play again week 14. Hmm. That'll be interesting to watch. Um, Cowboys' hottest team in the league right now, I guess you could say. Yes, sir. Got to keep it up. That's why they're, they're, they're consistently in our rankings. Mackie puts them in our chat. Don't worry. He's always up there with them at number one coming in every <laughs> oh, week. Yeah. But oh, yeah. it's San Francisco 49ers until proven otherwise, in my opinion. And we got another cakewalk this week against Arizona, too. So nothing really to prove yet. But um, coming down the schedule, they're going to have some tough games. And then they got Chargers and Chiefs back-to-back, I think. So it's never easy. You said Chiefs right there. I mean, that's a team that's always going to hang around in our rankings, I feel like, all year long, all for the next decade probably. As long as Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback in Kansas City, they'll be in the top five week in and week out, in my opinion. Speaking of another team that hasn't played great football yet either. Real excited about those those Cowboys. Uh, I love that matchup this week. It's a weird spread, but I'm very interested in that matchup. But let's go over to the Lions. The Lions running back David Montgomery, who did not finish Sunday's game against Seattle and was visibly limping afterwards, told reporters that it would take a couple weeks for his quad injury to heal. Rookie Jamar Gibbs will get his chance to be the number one back in Detroit. Can they bounce back after losing outright to Seattle as a five and a half point favorite last week? What are you thinking about this one, Ace? Yeah, I, I, my first question is, is he going to get the Lions share of the work here? I've been seeing everywhere in fantasy and in, in news and in like the way that they play the game. They trust those like power backs like they did with Jamal Williams last year. I've seen him shooting up the, the boards lately. What's his name? Uh, who's that running back there in Detroit? They're number three. He's getting a lot of carries lately. I don't know, but I, I, I'm kind of excited. I mean, I kind of hope that he gets the bulk of the carries uh, coming into this, obviously, week three. He's going to go in as the, the presumptual starter. Uh, his first game is obviously a rookie, but with the first game expecting to be the top guy in the backfield. And um, I think that kind of changes the way the Lions run the ball this week. Obviously, we've seen them in the past two games. Uh, Montgomery was kind of their up-the-middle guy, and they were using Gibbs for those, those sweeps to the outside and a lot of the outside runs. I think you're going to see a Jameer Gibbs do a lot more and show how versatile he is and the reason that the Lions took him in the first round. I think you're going to see a lot of dumping, uh, quick little dump plays to him in the receiving game. 
Um, I'm really excited to see this opportunity for him because I wasn't too big on him coming out of Alabama, but uh, the flashes that I've seen and I've just kind of looked at some of his highlight reels. That he, I mean, he is really fucking athletic, so I'm excited to see what he can do, especially this early in his career. I'm not saying I expect him to be great this fast. I'm just more excited to see what he can do this fast with the bulk of the work. I'm I'm hoping you're right because if not, it's going to be Craig Reynolds. And the thing is, the 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 work that he's missing out on it can be done by a lot of pro running backs. But those are the valuable carries, those goal line calls, those third and short. I feel like they play the safe game. They're not running Jameer Gibbs inside. I don't see them doing that anytime soon. I feel like they can trust some of the depth guys to pick up that work and keep him uh, sharp and ready. We saw Isaiah Pacheco last year in the playoffs. He was dynamite because his legs were fresh from the early season uh, limitations. But I, I feel like they're so good keep their offense the same no need to change it uh they've been a solid team so far um i, I hope they get more work though i'd like to see it those lions i mean they're pesky i love watching them each and every week but let's shift it over here despite starting the season zero and two after a loss to the commanders russell wilson became the first quarterback in nfl history to pass for forty thousand yards and rush for five thousand yards in his career a huge accomplishment 40,000 passing 5,000 rushing just incredible Huff what are you thinking about Russ yeah not not really much to say here it's cool to get a stat one of those stats in there um hasn't done much of late I mean this season I'd say he's looking better I don't think you can point the finger at him each of these games uh, and say he's been the problem definitely week one more than week two uh, you saw the Hail Mary at the end. That's obviously a fucking lucky play. I, I, I'll admit that. They couldn't convert on the two-point conversion. Um, but I, I have faith in this Broncos team. I don't think Russell Wilson has been maxed out by Sean Payton yet. I think this is going to be a longer process a couple weeks in. Um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with him. I'm not saying I expect too much. Um, but being a fan of his, I think this is the most expectations I've had for him coming into a season. And to see them start 0-2 is tough, but... Uh, it's a new head coach. He's now, this is two head coaches in two years, technically three if you go back to Seattle. Um, so he, that's just the inconsistency that he's had throughout his career over the past three years. I'd like to see what he can do with a with a veteran, established veteran head coach and Sean Payton, but hasn't looked good to start. So I just think it needs to get better from here. I just don't think Russ is there anymore. I mean, granted, he has these, these numbers, his 40,000 pass yards and 5,000 rush yards um, because of his reign in Seattle where he won a Super Bowl. But uh, he's, he's just not there anymore. If you watch these games, he's not the same Russ. Um, Sean Payton looks like an idiot going after Nathaniel Hackett and then starting 0-2 with, uh, with this team. But I don't know. I, 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 I just don't think Russ can really get back to the way he used to be. This team's just not – they're underperforming. That's two bad losses to two pretty bad teams. They probably should be 2-0 and at this point. I expected them to be. So uh, I don't think they can turn the season around to get to the playoffs. Um, they can maybe make it respectable, but that's about it. Do you think there's any chance they win this game against the Miami Dolphins this week? Did you guys? I don't mean to cut Where you off. Where is it? You see the the Vikings just traded for Cam Akers. It's interesting. It's not really that big of news, but I don't know why it's, the Rams it's an are upgrade. getting rid of him. It's an upgrade. Where's that? Where's that game? It's gotta uh, be in I believe, Denver. I believe it's in Miami. If it's in Miami, absolutely no shot. But going to Denver is not always easy. Uh, I could I see. I, I could see I him. I could see them lose uh, that. I don't think the Dolphins lose, but it'll be a lot tougher than we think. That defense is still stingy. You know what's weird is every time I see these updates of that Broncos game, I mean, I watched a good bit of it, um, but it's always those big plays from Ross. I guess there's glimpses of him being decent, but the in-between is consistent three and outs and, and no electricity. I saw him take off for a run once, and there was no juice in those legs anymore. 
But uh, they have too many. Yeah, good but it's players. like you don't want him. I I mean, if you're a Broncos fan, I don't really want him running the ball. Like I, you didn't bring him in to be a fucking Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. But you brought him in to win games. You remember when he was a Seahawk? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, he, yeah. I do. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm the one defending, been defending this guy. I I don't think they're bringing him in to run the ball. I think like that's just part of his game. Though. I think that's he needs like, that though. I think he needs that I, to be successful. I agree. That's more. He needs to get more to the point where he's using it to extend a play like he used to, rather than run for like he's never been a rush for seventy yards in a game quarterback. No, but he'd rush for thirty to forty. Yeah, I'm saying I I don't think that I don't think at this point of his career he needs to do that, but like he still has the ability to do it. But obviously, I don't know how old he is thirty four, thirty three now. Like, I mean, you lose that you lose that uh, pep in your step, I guess. Over yeah, he's been in the league even years, twelve years. And that's why the longevity of these running quarterbacks is just so like short because they can't keep the athleticism Get your Super they once Bowl have while at a young you can age. because it goes away quick. That's why I'm eager to see the progression of Mahomes. But tough to see for Ross, uh, especially against a bad Commanders team. In my opinion, he got outplayed by uh, Sam Howell out there from Washington. He's nothing special. But Broncos almost covered. That's the craziest loss if you had that money line or whatnot. I mean, you guys see that hail mary, fail mary. Or it hit, and then they didn't get the two pointer. Yeah, I don't. I, everyone wants to talk about how good this Redskins defense is. That that Broncos offense looked pretty good last week. Yeah, the couple of long touchdowns. Interesting to see, but I don't think Russ makes any noise, like Mackie said. I feel like we're always talking about Russ. He's always on that. Uh, always on the docket, but always an interesting one to talk about. Next here, Tyreek Hill becomes the first Miami Dolphin to receive a 99 overall rating in Madden. Well deserved accolade for the speedy wideout. Any thoughts on this? Best receiver in the league, in my opinion, but he got clamped last week. Hit a touchdown. Clamped, clamped that W. Yeah, no. he They did. I, I don't know. That was a tough call by the refs there at the end of that one. Jesus. That was That, that was, was a ridiculous nuts. play. Oh, Mike yeah, Evans should have just gotten the first down himself. Just just work forward he got thrown back i mean it almost worked but like dude that turn i can't believe they turned that over that should have been a call in the field stands inconclusive oh it was it was overturned i don't even think i realized that yeah yeah they still got to go down and score a touchdown now i mean they were on the 10 you still got to get in you only had one touchdown the entire game No, i know but it's the same thing as last week against the eagles how unfortunate is that tough to see but that's all right at least the games were in them same shit different game yeah right Story of your life, yeah. Or story of the last. They're in the Brady season. spot. They just don't have Brady to clutch it. Because the defense is lights out. But that's interesting. But no, Tyree yeah, Hill, well deserved. I think he's going to be the O point. I really do. I think he's going to be the offensive player of the year. Yeah, he very well could be. Let's keep it going. Here's another one of those injuries I was talking about. Nick Chubb going down with a leg injury on Monday Night Football. Oh, brutal. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Brown signed running back Kareem Hunt back to the team today. One-year deal could be worth up to upwards of $4 million, so Brown's just trying to fill that void for the time being as that was a rough injury. That was hard to watch. I feel so bad for Brown's fans, dude. They get so much pain dealt their way. Every time there's a glimmer of hope, gets taken from But That's what you get for giving Deshaun Watson such a big contract. <laughs> but... Uh... I'm a big Chubb guy. I don't know about you guys. So he's he's like yeah, probably the best course. pure running back in the NFL. Yeah, he's he he is, dude. He, you see the size of his freaking legs, though. I mean, you run through a brick wall. But at least you're bringing in a guy who pretty much knows this team already, knows the offense a little, 
and uh, he's been in the system before. So uh, I think it's, it's going to be a one-two punch. So I think I like Jerome Ford. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you're you're bringing Kareem Hunt in to be the main guy. Yeah. You think though? I think he's gonna. They'll play the same roles essentially. I think no. I think it's ace. I kind of agree with what he's giving four I think, million dollars. I think, it's a, I think it's more of a one A one B, but I think Kareem Hunt yeah. is the is the one. Yeah, I mean, you, you, he's not going to yeah. be out there on first and second down, so he'll be out there on third down. I feel like Ford's out there when they're power running the football. Yeah. He looked good. He looked good in that role he, too. Yeah, he, I mean, he was doing he was doing his job Monday night. He definitely looked good. And that's not a tough, uh, an easy defense to do it against. But like Huff. That game, I mean, you were there when Nick Chubb that happened. That was probably pretty, pretty tough to see. But that yeah, game that itself gross. must have been nuts, huh? Yeah, that 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 was disgusting. They showed it. They said they weren't showing it on the TV, and then they immediately show it on the jumbotron, <laughs> and sixty thousand people are just like, "Oh, that's fucking gross." I was like, "I can't even watch that, or I'll fucking pass out." Yeah, I have the video. It's tough, tough to see. I true when those kind of when that, those kind of injuries happen. If I don't see it, I'm like, I don't want to fucking see it. <laughs> That changed the entire game too. I mean, it was all Steel- it was all Steelers for-, Steelers for a while after that. Yeah, and then they played Renegade and TJ scored just like he always does. Two touchdowns that- for the defense, not even one, two. I that wanted Browns pick, dude. I, they I should just cur- they should just punt every time. That first pick, that first interception. I wanted them to go down. I wanted them to just push Highsmith out on like the five yard line because I had so much on Najee. the Najee score the first yeah. touchdown in that game. I was like, please get him out of bounds. Please get him out of bounds. And then the I only, just look up on the big the screen. The only good player in. on the offense is the one that got in the end zone, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was a 72 yarder or 73 yarder. Yeah. And I mean, I think they're going to be hurting without Deontay as well. But I mean, Mac, you have lose any hope without Nick Chubb now in those Cleveland Browns? Yeah, definitely. I mean, dude, Deshaun Watson didn't look too good last week either. I'll say say that. Um, he gets he gets into it way too much. I mean, just play the game of football. You're the quarterback. You're gonna be targeted. And once they get in your head, you're done. But um, Steelers defense is obviously top five in the league. So it's a good defense to go up against. It's a bad game. It's Monday Night Football. It's a divisional game. I'll give him a I'll give him a free pass here. But he's definitely got to pick it up. I mean, but without uh, so- Chubb now, you got to lose some confidence in them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Kareem Hunt coming in. I, I mean, this division's not really panning out how I expected it to at all to, uh, to start anyway. So, um, I don't know. We could see these Browns still. They'll still get their wins. It's funny because I still think it's going to be Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, like I, I predicted. But we'll, we'll have to see down the stretch. Dude, that that Browns defense, dude. It's not a, it's not a far step behind from that Steelers defense. Secondary is just weak, in my opinion. Mm. I don't know. There's a little stat for you that that Monday night football game. Steelers haven't lost a Monday night football game at home in 21 straight since 1991. Oh, it's Mike Tomlin to the Cleveland Browns, oh, the little brother. All the way, but no, not yeah. even against Cleveland. Monday night at home, Steelers are they just have won 21 straight. No, I'm saying the Cleveland Browns end the streak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Chance. You hate to see that. You hate to see that. But uh, no, I mean, what are you gonna do? They didn't end. I'm 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 speaking wrong. They should have, but they didn't. They can't. They're the Browns. The Browns is the Browns. Literally gonna Brown. I wish I carded it last week. Mackey took the Browns on his card, but I don't know why. Kenny Pickett just scares me right now. Dude, it was, I, I was right. I should have rolled with it. Like, and I'm off right carding about... them again this week. I already locked it in. They're at plus money again in the prime time. It's like, yeah, I don't I don't mind that. Dude, I was right about everything in that game too. I said that if this offense just can't really get anything going, there's no way they're going to lose this game. 
And their offense played worse than I even expected them to. <laughs> it's just a fucking defense, dude. They're so the de- good. That defense is just absolutely ridiculous. And Deshaun Watson doesn't know how to protect a damn ball. If Kenny Pickett can just get one touchdown a game and two field it was, goals, it wasn't even like a tall order. It wasn't, That's a it wasn't tall even order. like a touchdown drive, dude. It was a pass. It was a seventy-four yard pass. That's what I mean. That's what me and Ace are talking about. Their corners aren't that great. He did. He should have gone. He should have went down there, but he's fast as fuck, and he was in the open field. So no, that was ter- That was a terrible coverage by the Browns. That's Steelers. literally the Cleveland Browns football. R.I.P. R.I.P. Nick Chubb. It's gonna miss you in fantasy. Alrighty, boys, lots of good news there out of the NFL, but let's jump into this week three. Many matchups look at 16 in total. I have some trends to get us started for the week. Uh, Some over-under trends, because I've been all over the over-unders this year, actually. So in week one, unders went 12-4, and the best opening week for unders since 2006. Now in week two, overs went 13-3, and the most overs in a single week in the wildcard era since 1990. So... I think uh, week three is just going to be a total wild card. But let's get on to week three. Let's jump right into this Thursday night football game. Giants and 49ers in San Francisco. 49ers are the favorite. Ten and a half points to them. Their money line at minus 520. Giants money line at plus 400. Total at 44. The trends I got here. Over 8-1 and one in Giants last nine games in week three. Giants 2-9 and nine straight up in their last 11 road games on Thursdays, and they lost 7 straight Thursdays overall. 49ers 2-9 and nine against the spread in their last 11 games in Week 3. And Daniel Jones 1-11 straight up in his last 11 or 12 Thursday night football night games. Lots to uh, uncover here as we get, jump into this Thursday night football game. Who wants to get us rolling in San Francisco? I'll definitely get us rolling here. I've been high on the Snyder's team all year long. Um, brutal, brutal beat last week on that minus seven. Uh, Sean McVay getting the call from Vegas not to a kick beat. three with time not expiring. A beat. You don't think that's beat? It's not a beat. I mean, you push. It's not like you – if you had seven and a half, that would be But that's – no, hard, I'm just saying that's but. an insane play call. I've no, never seen that before where they kick a field goal as time expires. You know what it is? It's, it's Shanahan against McVay too. I bet you they had something going with that spread. Just yeah, like they probably little. did. Like a friendly, like a friendly McVay, little. McVay said he was doing it for the end of the season for ties for point difference. No, I was thinking that too. It it is smart. You take the points when you can because you're not going to get. They already seven, had right? the story written up, dude. They. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you it was something like a friendly little wager with with McVay and Shanahan. Yeah, but that was so tough. I mean, this this 49ers team has been lights out though. I mean, divisional games so it can always be tough, but they handled their own, especially without even Brandon Ayuk, one of the best receivers in the league. One of the best young ones, but I mean, this is this is why they're the top ranked team in our in our uh, standings every week. They're ten point favorites in the prime time, but that two and nine against the spread kind of scares me about the ten. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, this is. I mean, Giants with no Saquon, how can you really take them? No Andrew Thomas on the side on the left tackle as well, so they're definitely hurting this week. But Daniel Jones showed some uh, life in that second half against the Cardinals on his comeback. I know it's the Cardinals, but, you know, you come back from a 20-point deficit, and it definitely means something. You're still playing an NFL team. So they do have some life, but, I mean, this Niners defense is actually— they couldn't put up a point against Dallas, and you can definitely compare this Niners defense to to the Cowboys defense. So I think Daniel Jones is definitely going to be in for a rough night with no Saquon. Uh, I'm not gonna probably not going to take a 10-point spread, but the Niners can roll on this one. I think this could be more like a, like a Niners— uh, Steelers week one 
Yeah, especially like you were saying, that Cowboys defense is so similar to the Niners. I feel like there's going to be pressure in Daniel Jones's face all day long, all night long. And you know McCaffrey, guy's been electric. He gets in every fucking game now, and I'm I'm probably going to take him again. Um, you'll hear that in our Thursday live stream, but yeah, I love McCaffrey and the Niners here. Yeah, I I I'm not normally leaning on a ten, minus ten spread, but I do think if I'm taking something on this game, a spread wise, it's definitely gonna be the 49ers, especially if there's no Saquon Barkley. I think the line will move, maybe a little bit, maybe a point to eleven. Um, I'd like to get it at just an even ten. I think they can win the game by ten or more points for sure. I I really don't. I think this is one of those ones I don't really want to overthink too much. I know the money's gonna be fucking all over San Francisco, but um, I don't want to overthink this too much. Might see a first half under, hoping the Giants don't score too much or they can uh, hang around a little bit and keep it a close game in the first half and let the 49ers run away with it in the third. Um, but as of now, I'm definitely leaning on the 49ers with the points. That 49ers team is so good. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. Case for player of the year. Some position. MVP maybe? Who knows? His yeah. name is mm. everywhere. Right? Where was he at in that whack ranking, Mackie? I mean, he was two. No, two or three. I, no. No way, dude. No, he wasn't. I thought he was. Was he? Yeah, I think he was. I mean, look that's, at his stats. Look at his stats. His the first stats are you know, his stats really aren't that crazy though. That, that's the thing. I mean, that team is just. Doesn't rolling. he have like five passing touchdowns though? Maybe one pick. Maybe. No, he has four hundred and twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. They were all in the first. So we got none last game. Interesting. I don't know. Was, I'm just looking at his full games or his full season stats, but yeah, because game one he threw two to Ayuk. Maybe it was because Ayuk was hurt last week. Yeah, so that means Diva, Brock though. Purdy's due. I mean, we saw what the Cardinals even did to him. We saw what the Cowboys did, but the Cardinals fucking even though they lost, they put up how many points against them? You're telling me the Niners can't cover ten? Oof, I think I might be riding this one too. It's gonna be close. I don't know if I can put a ten point spread on my uh, on my card, but you do it in college I don't know football. If I so different. Yeah, I know. I'm just messing with College you. football is just... All righty. That's going to wrap up what we got on Thursday. Make sure to check out our video released tomorrow morning of our in-depth analysis of that game. Let's jump into Sunday here, boys. 1 p.m. to get us started. Titans and Browns in Cleveland. Cleveland the favorite here. Three and a half points for them. Their money line minus 166. Titans money line plus 140. Total at 39 and a half. The only trend I got here, Cleveland, 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games at home. So playing exceptionally well at home as of uh, you know late last season and early this season. What are you guys thinking here as we jump into this first 1 o'clock game? Mackie, why don't you start us off with this one? Yeah, uh, I like this game a lot, actually. I don't, I'm probably not going to have a play on it. Just a really good football game. Those Titans... Love to stick around. We saw what they did last week against those Chargers. Obviously, that offense can roll. Uh, they come out with a nice overtime win. But uh, those Browns, I was hiring them to start the season. But I, I don't know. Last week kind of scared me with that offense. And obviously, no Nick Chubb. And you got to get Kareem Hunt back in the swing of things. So uh, I, I would like to see the Browns pull out a win here. I think that they can pull out a win here. But three points against this Titans team. Titans loved. We know Mike Vrabel kicks field goals down four with, uh, with five minutes left. So I, I wouldn't take the points here. But uh, I do think the Browns. Get out of this one with a win. Yeah, it's crazy because I'm not high on the Tennessee Titans at all. And, like, Mac, you've been talking them up, and they've been playing solid football. Um, without Nick Chubb, it's such a scary game. I'm not going to touch this one. But I think the Titans can hold their own. I mean, they, they've been around in games. They hang around. So 
I think Browns team knows how to lose, too. I'm not going to touch it either side, but I think the Titans grab this one. You like points in this one? Just low, 39 and a half. No. I think the ball's going to be on yeah. the ground a lot. I was going to say, I don't I don't love an over-under in this one. I think they're going to try to use Hunt a good bit uh, in Jerome Ford, like he said. I think they're going to use that one-two punch. I'd take Cleveland here. I'd, I'd maybe buy the points at three, um, but I, I think Cleveland can bounce back and get a win here on their home field. Uh, give me the Browns minus three. Do you think that Kareem Hunt's going to walk right into playing well? He might walk I, into the reps, but he hasn't been playing football. In- yeah, I think it's going to be mostly forward, and you'll see Hunt like Mackie, like you said on third down and in key moments. I think they he might still get him, in. gift him a touchdown. Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like he'll get a, if I feel points. Like he'll definitely are, get if in the points end zone. are easy to find, though, I don't know if they'll be easy to find. Yeah, I don't know. I like I just I, I like the home field in this matchup. Tennessee's been good on their home field to start, and then we're going to see them on the road here. I'll, I'll take the Browns. Mac, you remember last year we were talking about field goals, something like that. I'd take a Nick Folk field goal bet here for the Titans in this one. That's an interesting you one. Think you think their offense staggers in the in the red zone? I just think he puts up at least two. I think it's usually over one and a half, right? Yeah, but some kickers it gets to like minus one sixty for the over. You got to see the weather in Cleveland too. We could have a rain. Yeah, that's out. a good point. That's a good point. I'll have to look into it. But I like that line. Just screams that to me. Solid stuff there in Cleveland. The next matchup we have the Chargers out of L.A. heading into Minnesota to visit the Vikings. Chargers are the favorite, though. Minus one and a half points. Very close game here. Pick them. Money lines minus 108 on both sides in the total at 53 and a half. The trends I got here. The total has gone over in four out of the Chargers' last five games, as well as the Chargers' last four out of the last Chargers' six games when playing on the road against Minnesota. But Minnesota's 5-0 against the spread in their last five against the Chargers. Trends are pointing to the over and to the Vikings. But let's shoot it over to Mackie again. What are you thinking here, buddy? Yeah, I think I know what side some of you guys are going to be on here. But I don't know if I really like these Chargers in this game. Sketchy line. They started at minus 2.5. I think it's down to a pick at this point. Um, both these teams desperate for a win. Chargers going on the road. Uh, it's going to be tough. You got to take, you got to think of the coaches here too. Brandon Staley in, in one of these situations. Again, this goes by what I say. Justin Herbert cannot win an important game. And it's this game down the stretch. It's probably going to be a shootout. I really like the over, but it's going to be close back and forth. Both offenses getting a chance to, to, uh, to take the lead. And, and you know, you know how this usually goes with, uh, Justin Herbert in this offense. So they can never really get points when it actually matters. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Vikings here with, the uh, with the close win. I think it's going to be a, a shootout. Kind of like that Dolphins-Chargers game, but um, both these teams really need a win, and uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I could I could have sworn that Mackey was going against the Chargers this week. He's been successful so far, but am I wrong to say that this could be one of the best games of the week? Oh, 100%. I think so, 100%. too. I, want, I think there's going to be – I think Justin Jefferson does it every week. I think he has a day, but I think he's yet to score a touchdown this year. Um, he has over 300 receiving yards, I believe, but – you have to get in the end zone. I think he gets there twice this week. I think that's a crazy bet. Look at Justin Jefferson for two touchdowns here. Um, I like the over. Like Mackie said, Keenan Allen was rolling last week uh, with Herbie and whatnot. I know they can't close games, but they put up the numbers week in and week out. Um, I do like the Chargers to get the job done here. I think they're too good of a team to go 0-3. Um, but I also was high on the Vikings coming into this year, so this is this is a tough one for me. But, uh, yeah, give me uh, this could be a prop game in the over here for me, but I'm, I'm going to ride with the Chargers for argument's sake. Huff, uh, what side are you on? I, I like Minnesota to get things done at home. I think the, the Chargers are going to struggle here. I, I'm not saying Minnesota has a good defense. I've 
I was chirping their defense last week in the prime time in Philly. Um, I just think Minnesota gets back to what we've expected them to do coming into this year. Uh, it's a good spot for them. Um, like like we said, this is arguably the best game of the week. Uh, the lights are bright. This is one o'clock. Kirk Cousins, where not much has to is expected of him. I know we said this is a really good game, um, but I, I feel like there's good stats for Cousins coming off a uh, the mini buy off the Thursday into the in the Sunday afternoon slate where he's a lot better than in the prime time. Give me the Vikings. I like the money line at the minus one oh eight as well. I think you guys said it. I think that's uh, a, a said it might be the game of the week. I think overall it's just going to be a awesome matchup, Chargers and Vikings in Minnesota. But let's go to our next matchup here: Patriots and Jets in New York. Well, New New Jersey. Patriots the favorite here, minus two and a half. Their money line minus one forty eight. Jets money line at plus one twenty six. Total in an even thirty seven. Trends I got here: New England five and zero straight up and against the spread in its last five games against the Jets. Jets without Aaron Rodgers this week again. Total has gone under in six out of the Jets' last seven games. Ace, what are you thinking? New England Patriots, I think we might talk about this one on the uh, live stream as well. But I'm curious to hear what you think now. What do you got? Yeah, you, you know we'll be talking about the Patriots on the live stream. I feel like we've done it every week so far, and they're 0-2, which is great. But um, need them to turn it around here. This is a must-win game for both teams, in my opinion. I mean, the Patriots and Jets have shown great defenses, but they have not shown much on offense. Um, both have gone up against some tough opponents too, the uh, Bills and the Dallas Cowboys. But um, in my opinion, I think the Patriots can get this one done, even up there the records with the Jets and Patriots here this this year. Um, what did you say the line was here? Two and a half. Uh, Patriots money line minus one forty eight. Oof, yeah, that's a tough spread there. I'll probably go with the spread because I think they're gonna win. Um, might not be on my card because this is gonna be a hard fought game, low scoring. If you like the under or first half under half, I think this would be a good one, but I, I wouldn't say to expect too many fireworks here. Yeah, I, I don't know which way I'm going to go on this game. This is going to be a big defensive game, like you said. Two good defenses coming into this, two kind of unproven offenses. Obviously, the Jets are unproven with Wilson, a quarterback, last week, going up against a really good Dallas team that we're all really high on in that defense. But um, I don't know, a two-and-a-half-point spread. The Jets are at home. Um, I don't love it either way on the on the spread, really. I definitely probably would lean the Patriots to get the job done, but I don't like it, so definitely could see myself switch on that. But um, that over-under 37 is kind of sketchy. I kind of think it would go over, uh, in my opinion. I think the offenses could get something going towards the end of the game, at least. 37 is so low. 20 to 20 to 17, you push. Huff, I was just, Mac, before you go real quick, um, the one thing that we do have to remember, you know how the Steelers didn't even play well? Their defense did, and they beat the Browns. It's kind of the same situation. The Patriots always beat up on the New York Jets. I shouldn't overthink this one. I probably will take them even if it's a three-point spread here. They always consistently get the job done. I'll knock on wood on it because I'm started. You got to believe in that stuff. Um, but, you know, the Patriots, I think they can. Bill Belichick, Zach Wilson sees ghosts against New England, but I'm eager to hear what Max says here. Yeah, I'm I'm with Huff on this one. I'm really, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go back and forth on this one for a while. I'm probably not going to have a play on it because... It's just one of those games, but um, I, the, I, in my opinion, I think the Patriots need it more than the Jets. The Jets already have a win under their belt, and, the, and their whole entire season just got injured in week one. So, I mean, there's really not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of high expectations for this Jets team anymore. Meanwhile, the Patriots are sitting 0-2. Go to they go to Dallas next week. You know, you start 0-4, and the season's basically caked at that point. So, I think the Patriots have a lot riding on their shoulders. I think that they can definitely pull out a win here, but. It's, it's definitely going to be a, a really heavily defensive game. 
Mac Jones got to put a few drives together and uh, try to figure this one out. But I, I don't I don't have a play on this one yet. I'm 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 leaning Patriots, but I'm going back and forth. Mac Zach Wilson to throw a pick. If you can get a good line on that, I guarantee that's not a bad one. I I don't think you can get a good line on that. <laughs> no, definitely not. But real quick, over on the Patriots, I want to talk about Christian Gonzalez. Uh, that guy repping number six for the Patriots. I mean, he clamped up Tyreek Hill, got an interception against him. I know he got his with a touchdown. Um, but he played the part, especially with no Jonathan Jones, no Jack Jones, no Marcus Jones last week. So Miles Bryant got picked on. Need some of those guys to get healthy if we want to stay in the win column. But I'm excited to watch him versus uh, Garrett Wilson this week. Mackie, uh, did did either of you guys see that the there's the the spreads out for that game next week, the Patriots and Cowboys? Is it? What's it? At? Yeah, well, don't look. Wait, no, no, don't say it. Both of you take a guess. I know the spread. Both you take a guess. It's it's in it's in Dallas, right? Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, say that's where we're going. Yeah, we're I'm going say to six it is. and a half. No, I know. I'm just saying that as the point. <laughs> you said the, it's in Dallas. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's why the sp- I'm saying for the spread. Eight. Oh. <laughs> I'm saying six Go and a half for the Cowboys. Eight. Eight. Seven and a half. Ooh. I'd take that. I'll definitely take plus seven and a half. Are you kidding me? I I'm throwing on the money line too. I'm gonna take alternate minus fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott anytime. Patriots team total under Zeke. What's his line on a torn ACL? Oh my I'm God! Take, I'll take first. What's the line on Dak Prescott torn ACL? The rest of the year, probably pretty similar. Yeah. What's more important? I don't know. Hopefully, neither happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dak oh, Prescott interception, is- though. I'll tell you that. Dak com- is clean get a com- this year. Get, get a today. combo line. Get a combo. He's clean today. Who's not clean today? Mac Jones. Mac, Mac Jones, Jones likes. To, Mac Jones likes to throw those interceptions. Hey, Mac Jones, not bad. <laughs> All right, we'll talk that game next week. I just wanted to tell you the line is up. Stuff is already get. Uh, we're already getting pumped up for that one. So let's keep going here. The next game up: Buffalo Bills at the Washington Commanders. Bills are the favorite here at six and a half points. Their money line minus 270. Commander's money line at plus 220. And the total sitting at 43 and a half. The trends I got here. Total has gone under in eight of Buffalo's last nine games on the road. Buffalo eight and one against the spread in their last nine against Washington. And the total has gone under in all five of Washington's last five games at home. Who wants to get us rolling on this one? Yeah, I can get us started here. This is a low total for uh, a game with Josh Allen in it and a team that just put up 35 points last week. Uh, kind of screams that a lot of money is going to be on the over, so probably not going to touch it, but uh, that over does look good. But uh, in this game, I mean, the Buffalo Bills are definitely a different team on the road than they are at home. We saw them lose to Zach Wilson uh, m- Monday night, uh, week one, and then last week he was home and he just absolutely slaughtered that Raiders team 38-10, to 10, I think it was, something like that. But... um. Like I said, like they're on the road, so minus six and a half. I'm not really sure if I can uh, lean that, but I mean these Commanders. I think they're frauds. They're a two and O team, but they played Russell Wilson, and, and uh, we know how he goes this year. And I forget who they played week one. Might have been Arizona, but uh, another week win. So it's two and O team, probably the weakest of them all. Uh, I, I think the Bills get the job done, but I'm it's it's a bit too much of a spread for me. This Commanders team is such a weird team to me. You're right. They're probably the worst 2-0 team out there, but they've been playing solid football. I mean, beating bad teams just barely, but 
they're getting the job done. And like Huff said, that defense is supposed to be pretty good. So I think this game could be a little bit better than we expect. But I love the Bills' money line here. Talk about some survivor picks here and there. I think the Bills wouldn't be a bad one. Even though it's two a 2-0 two team against a 1-1 one one team, I think that's not a bad pick this week. Um, I think they get the job done. Josh Allen continues to roll. Had a successful week last week. I bet you he finds the end zone too because he hasn't yet. But uh, I don't know. I could see them even covering the six and a half. But I'll probably take that 270 and throw it in a money line parlay. And that'll be a good leg um, this Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of looking at the commander's defense to maybe bounce back here after giving up a big, a, a lot of points in Denver. I know that was a, a very high scoring game uh, both ways. I think the final score, both teams were in the 30s. Uh, they hold them on a two point conversion. I think the commanders could maybe on their home field contain Josh Allen, get a couple of turnovers. That's not the craziest assumption to say. Obviously, he's very prone to throwing the thrown interceptions, but um, I, I don't like six and a half, but maybe a seven and a half or maybe a nine and a half and a teaser. This could be a very good opportunity to tease the commanders. I love 10 points on my, on my home turf. Um, I'm not saying I love this commanders team, but um, I just, I, there's going to be, uh, the bills are, they've been sketchy with Josh Allen on the road and I'm not big on them coming into this year, but, I know I still picked that we we picked the Dolphins to win this division, but I was right there on picking the Bills, and I, I I don't know. This is a weird spot for them. The Commanders are two and zero. I think this Commanders team. I know I know you just said they played the Broncos and the fucking Cardinals, but I don't know. This is the, this is a test for them. I'm not saying it's a huge test because they definitely. I I think they'll lose the game, but I think they could keep it within ten points if you put them in a teaser. Yeah, that's that's not a bad play there, Huff. That's why I'm I'm high on that money line though. I think I think the Bills really roll. I'm not surprised if he throws an interception, maybe even two fumbles here or there. But I think they they get this one done. I think he's gonna put up over 300 against this defense. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. Is this no? This isn't the Commanders' home opener. They played in Arizona at home. Yeah, but this this will be a fun one to watch. I expect Josh on the big numbers. I think the Bills team uh, is gonna quietly make some noise behind the Dolphins. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff there. Let's keep it on the 1 o'clock slate. Texans and the Jaguars down in Jacksonville. Beautiful Florida. Jacks, uh, the Jags are the favorite here. Eight and a half points. Their money line minus 420. Texans money line at plus 330. Total sitting at 44 and a half. Trends I got here. Houston 5-0 and straight up in its last five when playing on the road against Jacksonville. Houston 9-1 and straight up in its last 10 games when playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville's five and one straight up in its last six games at home. Question is, do you like Jags by the points, or what are we thinking? Ace, start us off. What do you think? I'm just saying right now, bounce back game. I think that they have a big week this week. Trevor Lawrence and Co. I mean, they were they were stymied heavily by the Chiefs defense with Chris Jones back. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence and they put up nine points. I don't know if he threw a touchdown last week. They were very close if they weren't. Um, Calvin Ridley had so many chances. I think he finds Pater. That guy's a legitimate wide receiver one. And uh, this Jaguars team that's going to win the division is going to feast in the AFC South and a divisional opponent in the Texans. They've looked terrible. That might be the worst team in football, them and the Panthers. Um, But I don't know about you guys. I think they cover the points here, and I think Trevor Lawrence has a bounce back day. 
Yeah, I definitely kind of lean on the Jags here. I don't love giving not, or taking nine and a half point spread in a, in a divisional matchup, especially. But I like that it's on their home turf. Uh, Texans haven't really given me much to root for. I took the Colts last week against them. I'm big on Anthony Richardson and the divisional matchup in Houston. I was not scared of that at all. I got the Colts at plus one hundred. Uh, the whole there, the whole thing in Houston right now is. I'm not big on C.J. Stroud, and I, I can't bet on that team until I kind of see some positives coming from them. I mean, there's not much around him, so not much on him, I guess you'd say. But um, I, I guess that's a good point, Ace. This is a, this is a great bounce-back spot for the Jags. Nine and a half's a little tough, but uh, if you need a pick, I'd take the Jags minus nine and a half. Yeah, great bounce-back great bounce back spot. And that Jags defense just held the Chiefs offense to 17 points in a, in a in a 60-minute game. And now they get to go play the Texans, who have a pretty weak offensive line and no weapons with a young rookie quarterback in his third NFL game. So uh, I think the Jags definitely cover nine points here. I think uh, they're not even going to have to do that much. I think Texans' offense gets gets really uh, really shut down this game, maxing out maybe 10 points. I could see a 24-10 final, 27-10. But uh, I like the under as well in this divisional game. But uh, Jags definitely bounce back, bounce back game for them, I think. I don't think there's anybody that can cover Calvin Ridley and let alone the rest of the guys they have. Um, I was talking survival picks a bit earlier. I think this could be a great one, actually. I think Trevor Lawrence is really good, and he's going to win this division. He's going to go off in these divisional games here. Um, I think that defense is actually really strong. A lot of big names on the Jaguars' defensive side of the ball. They've been playing great lately. They actually shut down Patrick Mahomes, barely walked out of there with a win, Kansas City did. So um, I think Stroud's going to struggle. They had to zero, They had Pat Mahomes to zero points with four minutes left or three minutes left in the uh, second half. So or first half. So. Yeah, what was it? Three nothing. It was fucking. It was three nothing, and then Mahomes scored a touchdown, made it seven three. They were covering two and a half at the first half, and then. Uh, I saw that. I did see that. Yeah, you saw Uncle Phil. Yeah, uh, and then Trevor Lawrence went down and fucking kicked a field goal as time expired. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't bet anything on that game. I didn't watch it. Yeah, no, I, I watched that one. I had the Kelsey TD. Um, that was massive cashing that. But, yeah, the Jaguars defense, if you're going to attack them one way, CJ Stroud should take notes from Anthony Richardson. He was running the ball pretty successfully in that week one matchup. But that Jaguars defense has been solid, getting to the quarterback, creating turnovers, and keeping Trevor Lawrence on the field. CJ Stroud just doesn't have the athletic ability that Anthony Richardson does. So, no, I agree. smaller I agree. body, less athletic. It's, it's tough for him to do it, what Anthony Richardson does. No, no, but... Maybe expose that a little bit. He can still get his feet moving. Yeah, definitely. All righty. Another 1 o'clock game to focus on here. The Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens the favorite here. Seven and a half, po- geez, seven and a half points in their favor here. Minus 400 on the money line. Colts money line plus 315. The total at 45 and a half. The trends I got here. The total has gone over in five out of Indianapolis's last five games on the road. But on the opposite side, the total's gone under in eight of Indianapolis' last, last nine games on the road against, or sorry, Indianapolis's last nine games against Baltimore, as well as it's gone under in five out of Baltimore's last five games at home. A couple of those trends point towards the under, one towards the over. But what are you guys thinking about the spread? Hey, let's get us rolling. Off, why don't you? Or Mackie? Um, yeah, not one of my favorite games of the week. I don't really love the Ravens spread here. I kind of lean Colts, if anything. Uh, you got to remember, it is Gardner Minshew, not Anthony Richardson. So, um, well, it, Richardson didn't practice today. Minshew's expected to, to start this game. But, um, yeah, Rich, Minshew had a good game last last week. I think he was 19 for 23 for 
uh, threw a touchdown and just got the job done against uh, against that Texans team. But uh, this defense is good, and I could see Lamar Jackson having a pretty um, pretty frustrating day, uh, not putting up a lot of points. I do like the under on this game. I'm probably going to lean Colts plus eight, but I'm I don't think I'm going to have a play on this one. Mackie, yeah. I honestly think that. Sorry to cut you off. Of I honestly God, think that that good. that plus eight is a good play. I honestly think that the Ravens definitely win this game. I think they're almost a lock to win this game. But by how many points and how good they look doing it is the question that is unbeknown. Um, Anthony Richardson, like you said, I think he ultimately ends up sitting out because you invest that much stock into a guy, you don't want him playing this week. And they got to work on that. the injuries with him. Trevor Lawrence said to him after their week one matchup, you got to protect yourself, buddy. And he's he's playing great football, gets in the end zone, already has a bunch of rushing touchdowns, but he's got to protect himself if he wants to be a long star in this league. He plays well, need him on the field, not on the sidelines. But uh, I like the Ravens to win this week. Um, Mark Andrews, big big ad back last week. And I think Zay Flowers finds the end zone. He's been electric so far. Um, that defense on the other side of the ball, I think they'll handle, handle whatever the Colts throw at him. And Anthony Richardson, I mean, he's literally the only reason I was on the Colts last week in that divisional matchup in Houston. Um, so I, in this spot, I'd probably be leaning. I'm still leaning on the Colts to cover this game. I like the eight points. I probably won't take it, but uh, just because I want to watch him and have the the Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson matchup. But um, I, I I don't know. With Minshew, like Mackie said, he didn't play bad last week. He came in, he, did, he got the job done. That was the game I was watching. Uh, I kind of thought I was a little bit cooked when Minshew came in. I didn't really know what to expect, but... Uh, that Texans team is brutal. So, um, I, 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 give me the Colts here with the points. I, I'll take Minshew to just sneak one out here and cover it. But I think, like Ace said, I think the Ravens start the season three now. Yeah, I think Minshew is going to have a solid game when he plays too. But I'd much rather see Anthony Richardson. I was on the Colts last week, just like you, for the same exact reasons, and uh, he didn't let us down for as much as he could. Dude, um, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, he runs the ball so well, but the thing is he get takes too big of hits for a quarterback. Way too big of hits. He reminds me of Cam Newton when Cam Newton was younger. But Zach Moss coming back to the Indianapolis Colts, he looked great behind that O-line. Um, pretty solid running back. Spent most of his career in Buffalo, but he's taken over that number one role without Jonathan Taylor. He's looked good doing it. He's a bruising running back, can run through the tackles, and uh, that works in today's NFL. But Roquan Smith will have the answer for that this week, I think. It's crazy how the Ravens can have success when they have so many injuries on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of moving pieces. No more Dobbins and Beckham out now, but Andrews, Flowers, Aguilar, Bateman, Hill, and Edwards in the mix. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't get another running back in Baltimore, but they trust what they've got. Solid stuff, boys. The next matchup here I want to talk about Falcons and Lions. I'm particularly excited about I think it's going to be a great matchup, tight matchup. Lions are the favorite here, three and a half points. Their money line minus 164. Falcons money line plus 138. Total sitting at 46 and a half. The trends I got here are Lions 10 and 2 against the spread in their last 12. Lions 11 and 3 against the spread in their last 14 games at home. The over is 9 and 2 in Atlanta's last 11 games played in week three. And the Falcons 12 and 5 against the spread in their last 17 games against Detroit, including 6 and 1 against the spread at Detroit. So some interesting things to think about there. Personally, I love the over in this game. I think this is going to be a shootout, but curious to hear what you guys think. You guys got. Yeah, I'm, I'll start us out here. I, I, you read my mind. I had the over here. I got like this for over 46. I see right here minus 110. Uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely be taking that. I'm hoping I can get it before it moves. I might have to take that now rather than later. But it did go up and come back down, Huff. I believe. 
Okay, yeah, I, I like the over here. I, I think it's, like you said, I think it's a high-scoring game. I think the Falcons are able to get theirs, and we all know the Lions' offense has been successful throughout the start of the year. So um, I, I, I like the over in this game. This is such a tough game for me to decide because I've liked these Falcons. Mackey's been a little bit, little bit higher than than I have, but I like this team on both sides of the ball. They're pretty exciting, unknown offense, unknown defense. Jesse Bates really stepping up. But um, the other side, the Lions, like I've been low on them, but I think they should be able to get the win this week. I really do. I know Demont's out, but Amon Ra's going to have a big game again. I know Terrell, it's a tough matchup, but I think he's good enough where he's going to eat every game. Um, I like the Lions to get the win here and knock those Falcons back down to 2-1. They're riding a little too high, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too high on the Falcons. I liked them last week. They got the job done, but they couldn't cover a spread for me. Um, but I, I like the Lions here. I, I, I like the minus three. I think they get the job done at home. Um, it's gonna be. I think it's going to be more of a shootout, like Jesse said. I, I, I like the over in this game. That Lions defense is, isn't, isn't very uh, special at all, and that, and that Lions offense can obviously put up points. And... Um, with Bijan in that in that Falcons offense, I mean, they can they can really put up points as well. But not uh, through Falcons the air, are, though. Yeah, I, I don't mind Desmond Ritter, dude. I mean, he has he has good uh, good moments. He has pretty bad moments as well. But he shows he shows signs of uh, of being a being a pretty good consistent quarterback in the NFL. He's just a little young, makes some bad decisions. He can definitely get the job done though. Get get the ball in the end zone. I like how we got London involved last week. Pitts need to see a bit more from him still. Um, Bijan stepping up to the plate, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the hype that came into him, he better step up to the plate. But he is playing very good football. He's one of the better running backs in the league already. Is this two. is this a team that's in contention as one of the worst two and zero teams, though? Yeah, definitely. I don't think commanders. Think commanders definitely take that one, but they're they're yeah, but they're down there. I, this is a cool matchup. The the two first round running backs, Bijan versus Jameer Gibbs in this one. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs getting the start for for the Lions in this one. But uh, take them. Yeah, I like I like value parlay six and a half, and I think you could take both to score as well. Yeah, take yeah, them that, both to take. That's to probably score some good in a odds. parlay. Oh, I might actually do that. Bijan. Oh uh, no, Gibbs' that's odds are going to be smoked this week though. Nah, not, not going to be that crazy. Probably like minus one twenty. No, I bet you it's like plus one ten. No, then. Yeah, but he's been like plus two forty the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, David Montgomery, but in there too. I bet you Bijan's probably like minus one twenty. Way deeper, I bet. Minus one sixty-five. Minus one sixty. Yeah, that's going to be minus one sixty-five. Yeah. Yeah, but still, it's going to be a plus money parlay for the top two running backs taken in this year's draft. That might be a fun one, and don't be surprised to see that on our uh, social media. We'll tweet that one out if we rock with it. That could definitely be a. Interesting play. Very interesting play. But let's keep it going here. Another 1 o'clock game. The New Orleans Saints going into Green Bay to see the Packers. Packers are the favorite here. Minus 2. The money line, minus 126. Saints money line, plus 108. Total, 42.5. No trends for me here. Ace, why don't you get us started? What do you think? This this New Orleans Saints team, I've had them at minus 3 on my card back-to-back weeks. have yet to hit it, but we're trending in the right direction. So maybe I ride to the wave and get to the green this time instead of the push. But um, yeah, I they just keep winning games, and we we pegged them to win the division. Tough on our our uh, partner podcast over there, uh, saying that he could um they could go on to win the Super Bowl as a dark horse, win the NFC. But um, they they really they're really gonna win games, and I think they could do it against a Green Bay Packers team that's playing a bit out of their shoes, but it's not gonna be easy. Love the under in this one. I think these two defenses eat. Um, I don't know who's gonna be running the ball for the Saints, but I'm eager to hear you guys liking this one. 
I've kind of liked the, these Packers as well, so it's going to be tough for me to pick a side. Yeah, th- this is a really good game. My cousin's actually going to this one. He's going to be in Green Bay for work this weekend, so he's going uh, with a couple of his work buddies. So he's he's a big Saints guy, so he's excited to see the Saints, but he said he's going to be rooting for the Packers in this one. I actually like the Packers in this spot. I'm going to take the minus two. I think Jordan Love, he has a bounce-back game at home here. That was a tough matchup in Atlanta last week. Atlanta obviously came back in that one. It looked like the Packers were going to pull away with that, and they just kind of forgot that you play 60 minutes for a reason. Um yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers here, get things right on their home field. The Saints, I'm big on this Saints team. They've been playing two close games. I think they slip one up here on the road. Yeah, this is Jordan Love in his home debut, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Ooh. I, 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 no, they were home week. Were they home week one? No, they played in Chicago. That's why oh, I yeah. Chicago. I love the Packers here. But, uh, yeah, I like Jordan Love this week. I, I don't think it would be a bounce-back game. I think he had a good week last week. I think he threw for three touchdowns, too. But um, Yeah, no, he's been yeah, good. He's, I'm just saying He's I think just, the Packers get a win. That was a tough loss for them in Atlanta. I think this is a good this is a good spot for them to come home and get a win. Yeah. Uh, I, he's just a little inconsistent. He's a little inexperienced. It showed late in the game. He couldn't really get any get anything going with that offense after they were pretty much driving down the field throughout the game. That was a but, tough uh, beat on that fourth down though. Which uh, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not really the sure. The drop on when the Packers were driving to watch, take that game back. Um, I didn't watch that game, yeah. Oh, he had three chances. The Falcons won by one point, right? And the Packers had a drive to win the game. And I think he got one first down on the drive. And the second one, I hate when teams just take 10-yard shots when you're trying to drive. Like, move the ball consistently down the field. He had enough time. He had over a minute and a half. And uh, fourth down, it looked like there was a great grab. It might have been by Reed or Dobbs or Dubes, whatever you say. And they catch the ball. They get to the line. They didn't go quick and snap it. Booth overturns it. And uh, game ends right there. So it's like tough beat. Is there any chance Aaron Jones plays this week? I'm seeing here he's yeah. still not practicing yet. There's a chance he plays, but I wouldn't be surprised if he missed it. But Dylan didn't didn't produce last Dude, week. Dylan at all. did not look good for them. Yeah, yeah, which no, is surprising. I think they'll go right guy. back to him. I would. No reason not to. Just a tough game not against the Saints defense. I mean, it's going to be tough. It's it's just very yeah. hard to go into Lambo with the way Derek Carr has been playing. He hasn't been playing very well. He had a very bad week uh, game on Monday night. He still came in with a W because you're playing Bryce Young and the Panthers, but. Uh, this is this is a pretty weak two and zero team so far too. I know we had a lot of expectations coming into the season, but they're not playing how I don't how any of us really expected them to. Especially I think, not Huff with Huff I can, had what I kind of expected growing pains with them. I mean, it's yeah, obviously ex- this isn't this isn't Tom Brady stepping into a new team. I mean, this is Derek Carr. I mean, I'm not. But he's two and zero though. You gotta love that. Yeah, bad. exactly. I'll take the wins how you can get them. Yeah, right. But he has one touchdown and two interceptions on the season, and he has two yeah. wins against two pretty. I I wouldn't say the Titans are bad, but that was a that was a pretty shitty game, but but, but by both sides, defense won that one. But Kamara is going to be massive to, to get them, back on that team. Exactly, I think Kamara to, next week helps them. You really a lot. think he's going to take this team to be NFC champions with the amount of injuries around the league right now? It wouldn't be crazy to think he jumps back into the top five, top seven realm. Uh, I just don't think that, I don't think Derek Carr can really get the job done. I don't think that offense can really get the job done. Michael Thomas has turned into a bottom or. Not not a not a top end receiver anymore. I like uh, you know, I like you, you know who's looked great. Rashid Shahid. Olave. Uh, Olave. I was gonna say Rashid Shahid's got yeah. a lot of speed. Olave is one of the most slept on receivers in the league. He's actually right up there with names like CD Lamb, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jalen Waddle, in my opinion. Oh, I wouldn't get there yet. I think he's got the potential to be there in the next year or two, but he's he's definitely a step down from them. I think he's in that group. I don't know. This this Saints he team hasn't has had to the, show he me hasn't a lot had the quarterback to show it yet. No, but the other thing is, you know who actually looks great? Because I've taken these Saints minus three two weeks in a row. 
is Taysom Hill, every time he gets the ball, he's making things happen every single Ridiculous, time. They get seven dude. to nine yards. They've got to use him a bit more. It's always like a like a designed run that like starts as like a, a passing play, and they just never pick up on it. It's like the biggest cheat code in the game. Because he can actually toss time. the rock. Yeah, but he never does. You know what's nice, though? I, I think they might start using more with Jamal Williams, projected to be out. And they just have that guy, Tony Jones Jr., stepped into a big role. And uh, Kendra Miller, exciting rookie to jump onto the scene. Go at that guy in your fantasy leagues. But uh, I think Taysom Hill and the goal line might be helping some of their woes right now because they can't punch the ball in. You know how many times I've seen them inside the five this year and how many touchdowns they have on the season total? I mean, break out number seven a bit more. Get the dirty work going. You might see it this week, especially against that great Green Bay defense. He's due for one. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, I think. Uh, probably more defensive, but I'm going to I'm gonna lean Green Bay as well. A grind for points this week in that one. Solid 1 o'clock matchup there. Let's jump into our final 1 o'clock matchup here. Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins the favorite here, 6.5 points. Their money line minus 300. Broncos money line at plus 245. And the total at 48.5. The trends I got here are the total has gone over in six out of Denver's last seven games. The total has gone under in 13 of Denver's last 18 games on the road. And Miami 5-0 and against the spread in their last five. What do we think is going to come out of this 1 o'clock matchup here in Miami? Huff, why don't you just go in here? Russ, is he going to cook? I'd like to think so. Uh, I don't love a six and a half point spread here, um, but there, there's a lot of money on these Dolphins, so I definitely can't get behind 80% of America on a Dolphins minus six and a half. So maybe you see me tease up this Dolphins spread. I don't really love this game. Um, I'm big on this Dolphins team as well, so I don't really love going against them in this position here. I'm not too big on these Broncos. They're obviously 0-2 and, um, and uh, against two teams that are not very good. So I'm not going to take them going to across the country to Miami. Uh, only plus six and a half, but I, I just don't like this game. I'll wait for another one. Um, I'll probably tune in just because I'm a Russ guy, and I, I like this Dolphins team, but I'm seeing Tyree Kill questionable. A lot of question marks on the on the defensive side for the Miami Dolphins, so I wouldn't be surprised if Denver Sneak covers this six and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely staying away from this game. Um, if I had an upset of the week, I think this could be one of them. I'm really high on this Dolphins team, too. I think they, they're a dark horse Super Bowl team, too, a dark horse MVP. Uh, definitely could win that AFC East, the tough AFC East. But the thing is, this Broncos defense, I know they played terrible last week, but they're pretty stingy normally, especially against the pass. And I think they could steal this one. Um, I'm not going to card it, not going to take this anywhere. But I really think that the Broncos could undermine this Dolphins team um, and bring them back to earth a little bit. I, I could definitely see myself take take them, but uh, I, right now I just don't like six and a half. I feel like it might go to seven or seven and a half, so I might wait on this. Especially if those are speedy receivers that take up all the game plan if one or both misses it. I mean, they have the button, the names and the bodies on the defensive side of the ball to match up with them. I know they played awful last week against Washington, but mm-hmm. I'm not high on the Denver Broncos at all, but I just think this is a tougher spot than people think. Trap game, trap game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't. It's definitely a bit of a trap game. I don't think it's one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. Huff, you said eighty percent of the money's on it. If it stays like that, you're definitely gonna have to stay away from this. But you know, there's a lot, a lot of time before before Sunday, and that's when most of the bets come in. So we'll have to see how that line moves and how the money splits change and everything. But I do like Miami in this situation. I think the offense rolls. Denver gave up 30, 35 points to uh to Washington last week. I don't think that that Broncos team can really do what they did last week. Uh, involving putting up 33 points 
Um, Miami at home, I, I, I have them losing four games this year. I don't think one of them are going to be to the Denver Broncos. Six and a half might be a little too much, though. I might have to tease it down, maybe get it to like minus one and a half, minus, minus a half a point. Uh, I don't see a situation where they lose this game. Alrighty, boys, that's going to wrap up everything we have in the 1 o'clock slate. Time to jump into these 4 o'clock games, some higher spreads across the board, but first one here, Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, the favorite here, minus 6. Their money line, minus 255. Panthers money line at plus 210 in the total at 42. The trends I got here, the total has gone over in 5 out of Carolina's last 5 games when playing on the road against Seattle, as well as over in Five out of their last five games against Seattle. So no matter where they are, they're, they're excuse me, in Seattle and against Seattle. So no matter where they are, they're the, the over is hitting. Curious to hear what you guys think here in this first four o'clock matchup. Uh, Mackie, why don't you start us off? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning the minus five and a half here. I think the Seahawks at home can really get rolling. Um, that team can put up points, and that's scary because the Carolina Panthers definitely cannot. Bryce Young seemed, looked like the worst quarterback in the league so far. Uh, hasn't lived up to anything. I, I didn't think he would he would uh, get anything going to start the season anyway, but it's, it's working out basically exactly how, exactly how I expected to, and I think uh, Seahawks get off, get off to an early lead, and it's going to be really hard for the Panthers to come back. Their defense is really going to have to keep them in this one to even have a chance, but uh, I definitely lean Seahawks minus 5.5. Gino to have a good 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 day. Why is this game scaring me so much? Because I'm not uh, high Ace, on the Seahawks. I'm sitting there the same way. I don't like this red oh, at all. I do the pick them too, and one of my buddies sends it to me every week because he doesn't know too much about it. He's like, you got some good picks given to me. And um, so I just pick the games for him, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I took Seattle just because I think they should win, but I don't think they're very good. I'm not high on them this year, especially after last year. And I, this Panthers team sucks, but they scare me in this spot. It's going to be a grimy game, and I don't know why. I feel like the Seahawks can't win a low-scoring grimy game. Huff, they what just did. They, no, I, I, I just, I, I don't think they. Ah, this is a trap game for them. I don't even think they're very good. I, I was gonna say, I just, I, I, the only thing that would make me take the Seahawks here is because they're home. Uh, it's a tough. That is I mean, true. that's a tough place to go in and play Seattle, uh, especially if you're a rookie quarterback and Bryce Young. But I feel like this is an eight and a half, eight and a half point spread. But I also don't think the Seahawks are that good. So I'm like, yeah, you can't give the Seahawks an eight and a half. I think the, I think the number's right. I, I think any higher, it looks a little weird. Um, what would you even six and a half, maybe max? Like, I'd like the Panthers are so team. bad, but they did look better than Week One, in my opinion. I was gonna say they kind of gave, they kind of had some flashes where they Adam that Thielen was involved. Oh, I disagree. Team. I think, I think Adam Thielen made a few nice plays, but I, I don't think that offense did absolutely anything. Bryce Young looked like absolutely like. Nathan Peterman, it was yeah, close to bad. it. Ace, you, Ace, you said it. I literally was sitting here. I was like, Seahawks have to cover this. I'm like, no, uh, I don't think, I don't think they do. <laughs> but you, when you say they're playing in Seattle, it makes me feel a lot more comfortable with taking that side of the ball. But this, yeah, uh, this is such a tough game. Like, if the Seahawks win this game by a fair margin and cover the spread, do you, people overreact and think they're going back to the playoffs? Do you think Probably. the Seahawks are going back to the playoffs? No, because the Rams are are pretty good. You think I they're do, better? Yeah, I don't know. That's I think it would come, it's going to come down to one of those teams, and I think the Rams as you out. And they still got to play the 49ers again. There's another loss. Um, They'll grab a couple against the Cards. I know they haven't played the 49ers yet. There's two losses probably. Grab a couple against the Cards. It's the NFC, yeah. so it's pretty weak. This is a 
game you circle as a win in your calendar. Maybe they're ready for I don't it. Know. I don't know. I'm big on this. I'm big on that Packers team, Detroit. So I think two teams come out of the, Atlanta. the NFC North. I think Atlanta. I was going to say Atlanta. I think Atlanta could sneak in as that is that last team this year. Are the Giants better than the Seahawks? I don't know. Without Barkley, mm. no. No, not without Saquon. I, I I would say they're pretty. They're probably below them with Saquon. I think that the Vikings could catch the uh, Seahawks by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to over-exaggerate. It's only two weeks into the season. I mean, these teams can go on six-game winning streaks looking at 6-2. Yeah, I just wanted to say, it's just weird, Hoff, that you have the same thought. Like, it's it scares me, this game. I don't know why. Like, I think the Seahawks win. lines. Yeah. Scary game. All righty, keeping it rolling in these 4 o'clock matchups. The Bears and the Chiefs next in Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs, the favorite, 12 and a half points there. Their money line, minus 770. The Bears, money line, plus 540. The total at 47 and a half. Trends I got here. The total has gone over in six out of Chicago's last seven games on the road. But the total has gone under in five out of Kansas City's last five games against Chicago. Kansas City, 9-1 straight up in its last 10. But 12 and a half points is a lot. What are you guys thinking here in this uh, 4 o'clock matchup? 4.26 p.m. Under 47. You think? Chiefs minus 12 and a half. I'm just going under. I'm not overthinking like, this game. Not, like Chiefs it. are home. Chiefs team yeah. total over. I, I just, I, I truly might just take the Chiefs minus 12 and a half here. I don't want to overthink this. I think this Bears team is really bad. I think Justin Field struggles against, I think Chris Jones is going to be up his ass all game. Um, I, I really think this Chiefs defense is going to, is going to force the Bears to get a couple turnovers. Give me the Chiefs minus the 12 and a half. Is it bounce back Mahomes game this week? Is he going to have a big yeah, game? Yeah, this here? is this is where he lets all he, he's going to let out all that stress from the first two weeks. Yeah, Mahomes should be a full go. I know he's limited last game, still got in the end zone, but he'll Kelsey. I mean, will be a full go. So I, I do agree with you, Huff. I'm not going to card it. I don't think it's a lot of points for me. I think ten. I think ten for uh, Thursday night football is a better take than the twelve here, but um. Yeah, so I'd almost rather just buried in the buried in the rest of the slate where the no one's watching. I think the big slate, the big primetime slates, uh, or the big primetime spreads scare me a little more. No, I like ten a lot more than twelve though. Oh like yeah, a lot more. But you're getting a who's a who's a worse team, the Bears or the Giants? Mm, without Saquon Barkley, the Giants probably right. And without the left tackle, we saw what the, the Cowboys did to him. I mean, Jesus Christ, they. They murdered Daniel Jones. Yeah, I see. Tough. I see what you mean. I just think the Chiefs are you. You get Mahomes instead of Purdy, so he gets the extra two and a half points. Yeah, and Justin Fields is playing for the other team this year, so I mean, it's a tough one. I think Mahomes rolls <laughs> exactly. So. I think he really does. I could see Kelsey. I could see Mac. Like, did you like say you the said, under? Another week with Kelsey. Yeah, I love the under in this one. Why? Because you don't think the the Bears do anything. Yeah, I don't think the Bears do anything in that. That Chief, that Chiefs offense still just hasn't really done much to start the season. I. I think they could be a, a, a slow first half again, but they're obviously going to get their points later later in the game. They're going to win this football game. I definitely do lean 12.5 too, but uh, that Bears offense has just been absolutely terrible. What do you think it needs to get a little bit low? And games like this... No, it's like, not. It's not. Games over 10-point 10 10 point spreads, most, majority of them go under. So I, I'm going to ride that trend as well. Uh, this is definitely a game where, where um, two staggered offenses can just go at it. Yeah, I, I'm... Eager to see Patrick Mahomes start clicking. So what do you think? It needs to get a little bit colder up there in the kingdom before that Chiefs offense starts rolling, like maybe week six, week seven? Oh, they'll 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 hit that spurt. They last year I think they started a two and two or something like that, and then they went on like an 
eight nine game winning streak and they're like 11 and two so they do it every year they'll figure it out but uh i don't know maybe not yet maybe it might take them a half in this game so interesting i'll probably be on kelsey's score again if we can get a nice odds bears and chiefs four o'clock big big spread there one the biggest of the week tied with this next matchup here the dallas cowboys heading to arizona to visit the arizona cardinals Cowboys are the favorite here, 12 and a half points. Their money line minus 820. Cardinals money line at plus 570. And the total sitting at 43 even. Trends I got here. Total has gone under in five out of Dallas's last five on the road. And Arizona 6-1 and one straight up in its last seven games against Dallas. Curious what you guys think here. Last four o'clock matchup for this week, for week three. Personally, I love the over. I think this is just going to be a... Dallas all over the place game similar to like week one but Mackie why don't you start us off your Dallas Cowboys what are you thinking yeah uh, I think the Cowboys roll again this week they haven't really been tested yet this season they won 40 nothing 30 to 10 uh, and then you're running into the worst team in the league in the, in the Arizona Cardinals um, I'm, I'm really going to look at a Arizona Cardinals team total under in this one uh, I think they're going to have a really tough time scoring points probably the worst offense we've seen out of the three nobody's I'm I'm assuming it's going to be around 16 and a half, 16 maybe 15 and a half. But uh Cowboys haven't given that up yet and I don't think they're going to give it up to Josh Dobbs and uh in that Arizona Cardinals offense. Um I I like the 11 and a half, probably not going to take it. It's a little high coming going on the road. Um another play where uh where uh the the Sharps will tell you to take the under on it. It's that it's that heavy spread and uh the the favorited teams on the road, so uh I could see I could see a slower game and under 43 and a half Cowboys offense really hasn't been anything crazy yet their defense is get, get putting them in really good situations um so this could this could be a this could be an under game but I, I like the Arizona Cardinals team total under sorry I'm texting all right um yeah I don't know Mackie this is this is your Cowboys this is the other 12 and a half point spread this week um, I, I definitely kind of, I like that play. What's the number you got the Cardinals at? I didn't look at it, but, uh, I'm, I did the math and it's going to be right around 15, 16. Um, 14 I'm assuming, and a half. What is it? 14 and a half. Yeah, but realistically, if you're taking 14, like it's the same thing as taking 15 and a half. Who's going to score 15 points? Not kicking five field goals. Um, I took 14 and a half in the... Backyard it's college ball, football. West, college West football. Virginia went for two. Don't don't for compare. No, no, I think I think the Cowboys have their way yet again. I mean, they're like one of the best teams in the league right now, and they're absolutely rocking. So they're going to be three and zero heading into the matchup against the Patriots and get shell shocked in their own dome. But uh, I think that I think that they they have a good game this week. The Arizona Cardinals, worst team in the league, outperformed themselves. Heartbreaking loss to the Giants. I feel like if they had any momentum this season. It's all gone. The air in the balloon is popped. I mean, maybe they'll get a second win when Kyler comes off the IR. But for right now, I think they're going to get manhandled. Josh Dobbs isn't running against this defense. He's going to be running for his life against Micah Parsons. Um, and I think that that Cowboys offense will continue to roll because of the great field position and whatnot they get from the defense. CeeDee Lamb looked great last week. Micah Parsons, defensive player of the year, I'm calling it. You want to hear something funny in my fantasy league? Micah Parsons outscored Trevor Lawrence for me. That's great.
Every every Cardinals game is going to be like that all season long. Oh, good team, murder. Okay, I don't know what else to say next. Yeah. And they're not good enough for me to like sit there and be like, oh, I'm gonna fade. The, I'm gonna fade America. I'm taking the Cardinals plus twelve. It's like they might cover, but I'm probably also not gonna take the Cowboys minus the twelve. They'll probably know. cover. Like, let's be honest. They might win by three, three or more touchdowns again. Oh, eighty-eight percent on the Cowboys minus twelve right now. That's fucking crazy. Mackey's one of those eighty-eight percent. Cardinals are home. Literally nothing. There's no scenario where they cover this. I don't think. I, I was gonna say they're they're the Cowboys defense is too good for me to fade. Imagine you do a teaser. You, you do a teaser team. with like the Chiefs and the uh, Cowboys. It's not a bad teaser in the slate. I just hate teasing favorites, especially those two deep ones. Yeah, but we just talked through those matchups and we think there's no way they don't cover. Yeah, true. I definitely think the Chiefs. I like that Chiefs spread more than this Cowboys spread just because the Chiefs are home. Really? The Cowboys are the hottest team in the NFL right now, though. They're firing on all cylinders. Already. Sunday night football. It's time. Sunday, 8 p.m. Pittsburgh Steelers in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, heading to see the Raiders. The Raiders are the favorite here. Two and a half points. Their money line, minus 138. Steelers' money line, plus 118. The total sitting at 43. Trends I got here. Raiders, 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 games against Pittsburgh. Raiders, or sorry, sorry Steelers, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games as well as their last six games on the road. And the Raiders have failed to cover six straight Week 3 games. So some trends going each which direction. Huff, why don't you start us off? Steelers in the primetime in Vegas. Kind of wish we were going to this one, but I'm excited for the game next week as well. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I obviously I'm I'm very excited for this game. You get to see the Steelers out there in Vegas in that new stadium. Um Steelers and Raiders always give you a classic matchup. Obviously Steelers coming to this one at two and a half point underdog, Sunday night football. I always like my Steelers in the prime time. Uh you know my prime time play. I'm already looking for the number I can get. The twenty one and a half. The Steelers busted me on it last week with that uh the defensive touchdowns, they always kill the first half under. I don't think I've ever hit a first half under where there's been a defensive touchdown in the first half. I'm going to go right back to the well. Sunday Night Football, under 21.5 in the first half. I like the Steelers to win the game, but same as last week. I'm more confident in these first half unders than picking the winner in these primetime games. I'm going to go the Steelers, uh, the first half under, and just give me the Steelers, uh, the money line as well. Yeah, I like that first half under as well. I'm going to actually definitely be riding that with you this week. After uh, that showing that they had last week in the prime time, I think a lot of people think it's going to happen again, but definitely going to be a more slow-paced game. Um, careful for Jimmy Garoppolo, though, in that in that prime time. Uh, yeah, that's, why, for- that's why I'm not huge on the Steelers to win this game. It'd be so Steelers to, to lose this game. Yeah, your first game, first game out of uh, Hines on the season, coming off a pretty nice win. I think a lot of people are a little higher on the Steelers right now than they probably should be because that offense really hasn't, hasn't done much. But um, that defense can only take you so far. This is a weird line. I think the Steelers should probably probably be minus one, but they're sitting at plus two and a half. Um, I, I don't have a side yet on this one, but I definitely do lean the under. Full game and first half. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I think I texted in the group chat earlier today. I see the Steelers in the prime pump again. I'm, I'm tempted to take them, and I think I'm going to. I don't know if you'll see it on my card again, same as last week. That offense being putrid really scares me. The fact that Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams can get in if they want to. I think Jacoby Myers will be back as well. Um, And he looked good in their first week, one win over the Broncos. So 
I don't think this one's going to be easy. Definitely check into our socials for my favorite plays, but I think there'll be a turnover or two by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, maybe look at that Steelers defensive score touchdown. Um, get a nice line on that. Probably one of the lower ones in the NFL, especially after last week. But I think they're going to be hanging around, and these two teams are pretty pretty close in the power rankings, in my opinion. So this is going to be a big one. For- Lots of good stuff coming into Sunday Night Football. Real excited about that matchup in Vegas featuring my Steelers. Let's keep it going here. Two games on Monday, 7-15, 8-15. The first one being the Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles are the favorite here, four and a half points. I think uh, that line's moved around a little bit. Maybe not. Eagles, money line, minus 230. Bucks, money line, plus 190. Total at an even 46. Bucks, 2-9 against the spread. 1-10 straight up in their last 11 games in week three. Eagles, 22-3 straight up in their last 25 games as the favorite. And the Eagles have won 10 straight as road chalk, but just 4-9 against the spread in those 10. What are we thinking? First Monday night football game, the early matchup, 7-15. Ace, do you want to start us on this one? I'll get us started here. Obviously, Monday Night Football, these are two 2-0 teams. This is a pretty good matchup here, obviously. We're, I don't think – Ace is definitely the highest on this Bucks team of all of us, but I've never – I haven't doubted them at all. I took them I, – I did take them off the card last week against that Bears team. Um, I'm, I think Baker Mayfield might be able to stun the world on Monday Night Football and win this matchup. I like the, I like the Buccaneers to cover this four and a half points, possibly even give the Eagles their first loss on the year. I know that's obviously kind of high, riding high on recency bias with this Buccaneers team, but – this defense has given me every reason to kind of believe in this team and Baker Mayfield in the prime time. He's done it before. Uh, give me, give me him the cover of the four and a half. I'm not going to take the money line, but I'll take the four and a half points. Yeah, this is definitely an opportunity for the for the Bucks to uh, to get get some noise in Jalen Hurts' ear. I think he can be very frustrated all night. I don't know if I could take the minus four and a half though. I mean, Baker Mayfield's been playing playing pretty good football. Uh, dishing the rock to Mike Evans. Mike Evans is putting up some crazy numbers, but. Um, this Eagles defense is no joke as well, so it's definitely going to be a defensive battle in this one, I think. Uh, I, I lean the under 46.5 in the prime time. I think it's it's a good under opportunity. I wouldn't jump the gun on Buccaneers plus 4.5 yet, but it, I think it's definitely uh, that, that's a good line on this one. I think it's going to be a pretty close game down the stretch. See if, see if the Bucs can backdoor cover here. I don't I don't really see an opportunity for the Bucs to uh, come out on top, but um, it, it, it could be a really good game. Yeah, I've been high on these Bucks for this season coming in. Not high. I'm not high on them. I don't think they're going to win the division. Higher, yeah. I think they're going to hit their win total over. I really do. Um, and their defense has shown out and carried them to two victories so far. I think they're going to have a good day again. But at the same time, I think A.J. Brown is going to silence some of the critics after last week. He was seen uh, shouting at Jalen Hurts on the sideline, Sirianni playing it down. But I was talking about this earlier on the podcast. That Eagles team at three, I think they have the best football in front of them. This is a get-right matchup for them. Um, I think Baker Mayfield might come back down to earth a little bit. He's been playing out of his mind. Mike Evans is a handful. We know that, but I think they match up very well with them. The Eagles on both sides of the ball. I think they're going to, it's going to be a grimy one in the trenches though, up for the Eagles that, that D line for the uh, bucks really can't eat. They have some good linebackers as well, but I like the Eagles to, to get the win here. I think they should be able to cover the points. Um, there could be a chance that the Eagles pop off and blow them out here and make a statement game that they're for real, especially against another two and O team. I think, I think a lot of giving uh, Mike Evans a lot more respect. I mean, he's, he does it with everyone. Jameis Winston, Fitzpatrick, you give him Tom he's Brady. He's too good not to. He's huge. Dude, he's athletic. He's so he's, athletic. He yeah. doesn't matter who his quarterback is. He's going to put up the numbers. Everyone was scared to take Just him throw in it up this to year. Him. 
because of uh, Baker Mayfield throwing him the football, but he's putting up better numbers now than he did with Tom Brady. We know Baker likes to chuck. You know, he'll throw it up to his receiver deep every time. It's just if he hits him. And with Mike Evans, it's not hard to miss. Big body. Yeah, but I think I think a lot of these NFC South teams can fall to two and one after this week. I th- yeah, I, Ace, you would you be surprised if the Bucks steal this thing in the prime time? Yeah, I, I think I would be. Really? I'd be surprised as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they covered, but it's definitely a possibility. I just I don't see it happening. I mean, if the if the Eagles need a last minute drive, two minute drill, Jalen Hurts is probably getting points. Do you think the Eagles are good though? I think the Eagles are really good. There's a reason they're yeah, top the Eagles, three in our power rankings. Of course, the Eagles are good, but they're they are playing worse football than I expected. Actually, I they might try and silence the critics like us that are putting the Cowboys ahead of them in the power rankings because they're a really good team. Those Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I I think uh, Cowboys defense makes them that much better than I don't care. And the Eagles could the Eagles could win this game by twenty. But the Eagles points. need a statement game. Yeah, but uh, the Cowboys have already had two statement games. Yeah, but the the Eagle. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying to catch up in the race because they're actually really good too. I pers- I'm the only one that picked the Cowboys to win the division. I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you, but uh, I, I think no, I still think. I mean, the Eagles are two and zero. I still think the Eagles could win this division. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. I mean, they're they're, they're kind of the same thing where I could see them Regular slip up some goes. games they're supposed to. Yeah, but I could see them slip up some games they're supposed to, especially in, I mean... That's why I'm waiting for week year. nine, that that head-to-head. Yeah, slipping up against the Patriots in week four, but they'll make up for it in week nine against the Eagles. That's how I foresee it happening. But honestly, I think the Eagles' offense is going to pop here. We saw Devontae Smith and Swift last week. Where's Goddard? Where's Brown? Too many guys being too quiet so far. Um, Hurts had the two-touchdown game. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll primetime card a Hurts touchdown again because of the illegal play they use, but uh, it works nonetheless. So it'll be a fun one. I don't think Swift reproduces that production. At, reproduces that production. I don't think he has that production again this week like he did against um, Minnesota. And the schedule makers made this one. They, they weren't expecting a 2-0 and matchup. Or There's no way they'd have the 2-0 and teams at the 7-15 slate. <laughs> You're right about that. This next matchup's a, an interesting one. Monday, 8-15 p.m. Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals the favorite here, two and a half points for them. Their money line minus 146. Rams money line plus 124. Total at 43 and a half. The trends I got here under nine and two in the past 11 meetings between these clubs. Rams are 19 and five straight up in their last 24 games played in September. Bengals one and six straight up in their last seven games played on a Monday. Ace, why don't you get us rolling on this final game that we're going to review here on the podcast? What do you got for us Monday, 8.15 p.m., Rams at Bengals? Yeah, I mean, I'm eager to hear it from Mackie and Huff first. They're high on these Rams. I think the Rams are terrible. But is there any chance they can beat Joe Burrow? Or is Joe Burrow in those flashy Cincinnati Bengals going 0-3? I don't um, know. I, think it's- I, I don't know. I think the Bengals get their revenge in this Super Bowl rematch, uh, I, I, especially if Burrow plays. I know there's there's talks of them possibly sitting him for this week. Uh, to let him fully get right. Obviously, they don't think he's 100% right now. Uh, so I've read a couple reports where they think they might sit him and wait. Obviously, they're own two he's, in the he's gonna be He's going to be hurt until he plays good football, I think. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I, exactly. That's kind of how I feel. But, uh, I mean, as a Steeler fan, let him sit. And I think the Rams could maybe steal this. But if Burrow plays, I think they get their revenge. I don't think there's yeah, any I mean, chance he's sitting. Burrow just needs to get that first win under his belt. I think this is a good opportunity against one of the weaker defenses um, he needs to put up the numbers. He needs to get things going. He, he. Uh, I don't even think he threw for over 100 passing yards no. last week. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. But two weeks ago, we definitely didn't. 
Um, he just needs to get back in the swing of things. Him and Jamar Chase need to get things going. Joe Mixon, uh, just get that offense going. This team's going to be fine. I don't know if it's going to happen tonight or this uh, Monday night game, but uh, I I just can't throw money on the on this Bengals team when they look like this. So I'll wait till I see them uh, get back to Cincinnati Bengals form from two years ago or last year, and um, and then I can start throwing money on this team. But uh, I don't I don't I don't really have a plan on this one. I think I'm I'm gonna buy back into those Bengals. I hate it because they're playing awful. Why would you buy in on a team that's losing? You gotta ride with the streak, not against it. But I really think they get to one and two. Huff, I love that take you said about the Super Bowl rematch. I actually love that. What does a team need? It needs some type of bulletin board material when everything backs against the wall, nothing going your way. Um, a lot of people down on you. Great opportunity for them to step up against a, a weaker LA Rams team, in my opinion. But one thing that makes me err on the side of the caution is you saw Jamar Chase a little frustrated maybe joe bar answers the call he says we got to throw the ball deep a bit more um a little shot at the offensive play calling so far but i i do think they get this one done it might not be pretty but it's a primetime game joe barrow owes him one for the super bowl huff i'm riding i think i'm gonna card Bengals minus two and a half it's gonna be a great week of football 16 games here this week no teams on the bye just yet but make sure to check out our live stream on Sunday morning, 10 a.m., live just about everywhere, so you can see our five favorite games and all our best bets on those, as well as check out our social media for all our picks, or all our official picks, as we release those throughout the day. Let's jump into some other news here. Jumping into the MLB, our power rankings are the same as last week. Five, the Houston Astros. Four, the Tampa Bay Rays. Three, the Los Angeles Dodgers who the Baltimore Orioles in one, the everlasting Atlanta Braves. What are you guys thinking about the power rankings here coming into this week as they all stay the same? Ace, you're muted. Yeah, these, uh, Mackie, you were calling for these Houston Astros to get swept today and they stick around. They were able to sneak one out in Baltimore. Not easy to go into Baltimore this year and the Orioles were able to defend their home field. And uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was in Houston. Oh, I thought it they was. In, got, I thought they, they were almost got swept on their home field. But yeah, oh, it was damn, a cocksucker, I thought... dude. The second I say something, they put up two. Yeah, runs you can't in the jinx game that one. stuff. I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> I knew it too. Why would you ever say that? Did you have money on? Yeah, I no, truly I thought that. But I, dude, I was gonna throw on it, and then I was like, nah, I can't double lose this one. So uh, the line was I, too for weird reason, for me. I thought it was in Baltimore because weren't the Astros underdogs in this game? No, no. I think Kyle. Bra- like I think even. it was Kyle Bradish was minus one twenty. I thought it was even close line but I yeah think baltimore's was minus 120 yeah but um i did baltimore's good they're playing incredible baseball they just beat one of the best teams in the league should have swept them took them two out of three on their home field so um those those astros need to win some games they got a few big series coming up so let's revisit this in a month that they match up in the playoffs i'm still telling you mackie you do not want to see the houston astros in the playoffs oh 100 percent. but that's that's big i mean that astros against good teams usually show up um, and the Orioles just showed them that they're they're not a fluke. They're actually one of the best teams in the league. Besides that, I mean, we, we talked about these five teams last week. I want to talk about the the wild card races we have going a bit. Who do you guys think comes out of those on either side? I was looking at the schedules, and I really think the Blue Jays fall out. I think three teams out of the AL West find find a way to make it into these playoffs. Um, Blue Jays have to play the Yankees twice and the Rays once. So you're playing divisional matchups. You don't think the Yankees want to spoil that for those Blue Jays. Um, all three AL West teams are playing some really good baseball, and they're all trying to they win They deserve division. it, so too. The, the problem is they all, the, they kind of all play each other as well. Uh, Mariners go into two, ser- 
they, they play uh, Rangers, Astros, Rangers to finish off the season. So it's going to be close. It's going to be a really good uh, race to the, to the finish in that AL. But, if um, there's I, an odd I, man I, out, who do you think it is from the West? Probably the Mariners. Rangers are seem like they're heating up with their bats again, which was really carrying yeah, them earlier in the year. Adoles Garcia's a, back. They did have a four-game losing streak in the last night, night yeah. but they've won the last two. Bats are back again. Uh, they are probably the strongest. I Well, Mariners are probably the weakest team in the division, but they're sitting right there. They right? can all hit. Or, or, not in the division, out of those three teams, but um, they're sitting right there, and they just need to finish off the last 10, 10 games of the season strong. I mean, They have the better pitching to, staff, right? I think, than the Rangers. It's close. Mm, Luis Castillo's good. Not with that. I don't. I don't know about it with adding Scherzer. Well, Wait, who you talking Scherzer about? Out? Who Who are you talking about? Uh, the I'm, Mariners. I'm saying the, the Mariners Astros? have a better staff than the uh, Rangers. Oh, I. I it, is Scherzer out? Oh yeah, you're right. He is. I'm such an idiot. But Avaldi's back. But um, yeah. So with with Scherzer out, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say so. Hmm. I agree. Luis Castillo's been lights the, out. Rotation. The Rangers have just been hitting lights out the past two, especially today. What was it, fourteen or something? I saw. Yeah, yeah, fifteen. Really the last six. two days, though. Yeah, some teams are selling. Like the Red Sox right now, got a lot, a lot of bums in. But on the other side of the ball in the National League, I'm really hoping those Reds can get in. Let me look at it real quick. I I know it's like four teams within one game. Uh, yeah, Giants right is, now the, Giants yeah, are sliding ahead. right now, dude. I I think they're yeah. falling off. That team's not really good enough. Um, I, I, I think the three teams in right now are going to stay in. I think the Cubs. I was going to say, I'd like to see those three teams stay in. Maybe the Marlins slide in, but I like this Cubs team. Yeah, this Cubs team, I mean, they, they slid a little right there. They're three and seven in their last 10. They just came off four or five game losing streak. Um, you got to finish the season strong. I like their, I like their lineup matched up against the other teams that are on the outside looking in. So, um, yeah, you, you just got to finish the season strong. They got the Rockies coming up. And they play the Braves and the Brewers, so it's not the easiest schedule, but uh, gotta get the job done. What do the Marlins got? Marlins got Brewers, Mets, Pirates. So the Marlins get to finish the season against two teams that are not in the playoffs. Uh, this this could be this could be close. It's gonna come down to the wire. Ace, you're muted. I'd like to see the Marlins get in. I mean, I I like I'm a fan of the Marlins, but D-backs right there too, right? D-backs are in right now. They're a game up on the on the. Corbin Carroll's been going off lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Yeah, they're they're on a five game heater too. I mean, they're playing really good baseball right now. They just swept the Giants. I had um, them last night with Zach Gallon. Who do they got? Who's who's their series with? I know they play the Astros the last week of the season. They play or today, or the they're season. already playing, right? They play uh, the Yankees and the White Sox, and then the Astros at home. They get the Astros mm. at home. Mm. So those are going to be games they have to win as well. Uh, hopefully they can win those two series against the Yankees and White Sox on the road for both of them. So this will be fun to watch down the stretch. Another little uh, tidbit here in the MLB: Otani will not pitch until 2025. Plans to hit next year. Is he done in LA after clearing out his locker early earlier this year? Here I saw some pictures and things like that. What do you What are you guys thinking about this one here out of LA? 500 so mil. Kind of con- Still 500 mil. Still 500 mil. I don't know, dude. This is this is bad. It just we'll keeps see. getting worse for him. Um, I think he'll sit right around 500 mil. I really thought he was getting over him, but now it might he might under. just be right under. But I, if I, I wouldn't be confident in that under. I mean, this guy's still worth the money. I think he I is know, too. But the face, the face is game. so important to have. 
You can make so much money off him. And he has a hitter. He's the second best hitter in the MLB besides Ronald Acuna Jr., the only one better. Ooh, I don't than know. Him. You got Freddie Freeman. Before he was hurt, he was. He was leading the league in home runs. Average. He was super high. Well, best hitter. Best hitters in the league. I. 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 I he was. The, it was. But it was him two. and Acuna were the top ranked hitters in the MLB this year before he went out. OPS. <clears throat> but yeah, that's tough news. Love watching that guy pitch. Moving off the MLB here, shifting our focus to the NHL. Aces, uh, Boston Bruins have signed a cat or uh, signed a captain here. 2011 Stanley Cup champion, homegrown superstar Brad Marchand has been named the captain of the Boston Bruins. Ace, what are you thinking about this one? Pretty good move, I think we uh, kind of predicted this one, but what are you thinking? Yeah, I know a lot of us Boston heads were thinking that we might get one of the young guys, but you can't disrespect the goat. I mean, one of the legends Holy of the Bruins, man. the rat. I mean, iconic face of the Bruins. Hopefully, you can. Bring that tendency and style to the locker room and keep the same mentality he plays with on the ice. But um, he deserved it. He's been there his whole career. Homegrown 2011 Stanley Cup champ. Right-hand man of uh, Patrice Bergeron. So he learned all the ways. Um, the two youngins getting the A's there. So we know one of them will eventually step into that role with their big contracts. But happy to see it in those centennial jerseys look amazing for the Bruins. So probably going to have to buy one of those. I, I told you, you can't disrespect Brad Marsh in here and not give him the C. Yeah, that's uh, a good sets point. the tone. Sets tone every game. Guy deserves it. He's been there the longest as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't got much else to say on this. It's just kind of – I think – I forget who predicted this. I think Ace, Mackie. you kind of talked me into Mackie. me saying McAvoy, but McAvoy – or Mackie, you were the one saying Marshall the whole time. But, yeah, definitely deserved. No, no, nothing to argue here. Solid stuff for Marshawn. Great stuff. Hopefully he uh, fills the role quickly here and that team has another solid run out of him. Into the college football world, we have Colorado star two-way player Travis Hunter expected to miss three weeks after suffering an injury in Saturday's primetime matchup versus Colorado State. Colorado heads to Eugene to take on the Oregon Ducks this weekend. Can Colorado keep things close without their star player? Travis Hunter out three weeks. Tough one there. Something about his spleen, right? Or like something crazy. Yeah, he, like, took, a, he took a pretty cheap hit. The dude was trying to fucking hurt him. Oh, it was a scumbag move. Terrible. Um, But I was big on Colorado. I don't think he was trying to hurt him. He was trying to set a tone. He was trying to send a message for sure. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, going to pop him. Like, yeah, he was trying to send a message on the, on the best player on the field when he's not really. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it's it. Not, I understand. It's, Buddy, have fun it, watching Travis Hunter in three, four years from now. It's football, though. I don't I don't really. I think he probably should have made sure he didn't injure him if you're going to take a cheap shot. But you got to set a tone there. It's a close game. It's early in the game. They're already winning by seven points. Um, t- take some advantage. Take an advantage if you can. Even De- Deion Sanders backing him up. I mean, he's, yeah, he's I an athlete. That. He's trying to make a name for himself. You're at Colorado State. You're playing one of the biggest games you're ever going to play in, in your life. Uh, make a name for yourself. Get your name out there because nobody knew who he was before, and now everyone's talking about him. Yeah, but not for not for a good reason. No one will ever know who that kid is ever again, but... Um, I, I, my thing with this one is I was looking for Oregon coming into this week. It's as a potential upset for Colorado and without their, my opinion, their best player. I mean, they still got Shadur Sanders, the, the stud quarterback out there doing his thing, but I don't know if I'm going to be all over this, these Buffaloes this week. Like I thought I was going to be, uh, with, with the duo of Hunter and Shadur out there. Going to be a good weekend of college football as well as a good weekend of NFL. But I got one point here from last weekend's college football. The Colorado versus Colorado State game last weekend broke records. Finishing up around 2.30 a.m. Eastern came in as the most streamed college football game of all time on ESPN. 
It drew in a cool 9.3 million people. To put that in perspective, the last time these teams met was in 2019, only pulled 1.28 million. So the hype around this Colorado team is real as we continue to talk about them each and every week. But I thought that was a very, very cool stat. How do they do these numbers? Is that 9.3 million people watching or like TVs on that it, channel? It is technically TVs. Well, they can't tell you how many people are well, watching Well, they TV. can. <laughs> so they're they're going to tell me if there's seven people in my living room watching the game. It's not. It's 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 called the Nielsen. Uh, they have like a way to yeah. They have like yeah, a way to do, at least a formula data, to estimate and they know how many people live in your house, so they can estimate how many people are in your house watching that TV. So the number gets inflated, or like in your case, you're right. How do they know there's seven people in your living room? Well, they don't. But if you have four people living in your house. They're estimating you have four people, at least four people watching, watching it. Kind of thing. If it's on your TV. You know what I mean? Fake numbers. I'm never, never listening to this shit again. That's why, that's why I believe the TV, when it's TV numbers, not people. Like how many TVs were on? 9.3 million And this is TVs. just on ESPN, so... Who knows? I mean, yeah, that's, I assume that's it was on crazy. ESPN Plus, things like that. So I was more, I, was, I guess I was more surprised that they used to get 1.2 million. They were, those are two terrible football programs until this year when Colorado got the deal. But if it, you know, if it's the game on ESPN, you know, people yeah, are, you know, people are clicking on it to click on it. Yeah. Like I just leave ESPN on. It could be exactly one of those people. Yeah. And your counting is watching is right. So very interesting, very interesting stuff there out of the college football world. But I think that's just going to about wrap up everything we got this week, boys. Lots to look forward to as we dive deep into week three. Uh, make sure to check out our dive, deep dive into the Thursday night football game here. It will be released early tomorrow morning. Uh, same time about this is podcast. Our Sunday live stream at 10 a.m. on Sunday morning, live everywhere. YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, and Twitter. Lots to look forward to there as we jump into our five favorite games there and our deep dive into Monday Night Football on Monday morning. That's all I got, boys. You guys got anything else to add uh, before we get on out of here? No big week no, of football ahead. Let's roll. I'm hyped. Yeah, get we know in prime time again. Let's go. Let's go. We know I'm going to lead that card again. I'm going to lead that card again. Book it right here, right now. All right. We'll see. All righty. That's it. See you guys next week.